Hey there, enthusiasts. Welcome back to Hero Talk. On this episode, you have me, Judge Greg, and Vernon as we talk about Batman and Robin, the movie. Let's go. Tonight, we are talking about, depending on who you ask, either the worst or the best Batman movie of all time. Uh, it is a funny movie. It has a little something for everybody. The people who just want to completely dismiss it, I think maybe are taking Batman movies a bit too seriously. Because if you look at it for what was presented instead of what they tried to present, this is actually a very entertaining movie. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, <laughs> let's let's jump right in. We are talking about 1997's Batman and Robin, directed nah. by Joel Schumacher, starring top billing on this one. Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> got George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell reprising reprising his role, and then introducing Uma Thurman and Alicia Silverstone. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, let's talk about the cast, because this is, you know, the Batman movie had some rotating cast. So let's yeah. just first talk about the castings before we get into the story. What what did you think of Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze? Um, looking at it for what he was in this movie fine um he was fine mm-hmm. I, yes there were a lot a lot a lot of puns there were a lot of puns <laughs> i you know what if there weren't so many puns even even with the 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 puns i like i looked at him and i, I was like oh, okay yeah like i could see that he he played it decent enough it's just the stupid jokes it's you know, I, I have to be honest with you. My, my biggest issue with, with Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze is I don't believe for one second that this guy was a scientist. <laughs> and, you know, another thing that has always bothered me, not that it's Schwarzenegger's fault, but um, Dr. Victor Freeze gets into an accident and then becomes known as Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. Like, did the accident take away his Ph.D.? He's still a doctor, right? Like, am I, yes. am I going nuts? Shouldn't he be Dr. Freeze? It's his alter ego slash what he goes by now. So you could essentially call him the prince of the molecular biologist world. Sure. I think you're stretching, but... A Nobel Prize winning molecular biologist and two-time Olympic decathlete. They had they had to throw that in there somewhere because like because he's huge because he's huge he can't just be like yeah I'm a I'm a scientist and I just work out in my free time a lot <laughs> an awful lot all right but, uh, so Mr. also was fine. yeah so also we got coming off of ER's fame we have George Clooney uh, taking up the mantle of the bat um, I thought George Clooney was fine in terms of. If I wanted to see the natural evolution of Adam West's Batman, <laughs> I don't think he was... I mean, he's not the Dark Knight, let's be perfectly honest. But mm. I he played the Bruce Wayne role. He had a chin. That's clearly all they cared about. And He had a chin? He had a chin. So, I mean, so there you go. Boy, then I could be Batman. You could be Batman. I would watch My that. Chin's, my chin's fantastic. Yeah. It's, but it's all about uh, the chin. You know what? There are there are people who I'd like to see as Batman who have good chins. Um, Kobe Bell. He's my he's my pick for the next Batman. If you uh, okay. Google him, he was from Burn Notice. Uh, I loved him on Burn Notice. Oh, the main guy. Not the main guy. That was Mike Weston. Uh, Kobe Bell. Man. He was the other spy that was introduced in season five. 
Oh, I don't. Okay. I, I he's got that. Him. He's got that smarminess of Bruce Wayne. I I love him. I think this guy could play Batman. Hmm. I'm looking at a looking at a picture. Yeah. Interesting. Couldn't you see it though? A little bit. I think the uh, comic book world would be uh, racist about it. I agree, but I don't care. Ever since I saw him, I thought he he struck me as he could play Batman. Okay. So but, I'm just I, I don't I don't care. I don't care if anyone would be upset about it. He would be my, my pick for the next Batman. Okay. After Ben Affleck, we'll after see ben, how he does. After Ben Affleck, yeah, this guy could do it. But and, and people I, want to be all like, but he's not like oh whatever. He wears a you know what? You have to look at what's important to the character. And plus I mean, are you looking at that chin? Not necessarily. See <laughs> but here's here's my thing about Batman. It's not the chin for me. Well, for this film, apparently it was, but yeah, it was. For it's yeah. it's just not it's just not what I what I focus on. There's so many elements of Batman that you know make it an awesome character, and George Clooney is not it. No, he he didn't have any of those <laughs> elements, but he did have a chin, and that's all you needed for Batman and Robin. I'm sorry, I could I couldn't. Uh, uh, you know what? I, when I was younger, I didn't really think too much about it, but I did miss Val Kilmer. You know, Val Kilmer was not a bad Batman. Oh, I'll he give him did, that. He did an okay job. He did an okay job. Yeah. Uh, Chris O'Donnell comes back as Robin. I mean, whatever. <laughs> more, more whiny than before. <laughs> Much more whiny than before. Of course, Robin was always kind of whiny. I mean, again, I I look at this movie as this movie was not so much a continuation of the Batman cinematic universe, and it wasn't leaping off the pages of the comic books. It was a continuation. Like if you were to take an Adam West Batman movie and make it today, you would get Batman and Robin. And if you look at it that way, it's it's a whole different story you're looking at now. You know what? I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, it just, it, it changes your perspective. Because now you're like, well, of course it's silly, you know? it's It's got to be all camped up because of the Adam West Batman. I mean, any of these characters could have stepped right out of the Adam West show. The effects were better, sure. the costumes were better, but I mean, the what we're trying to portray here is basically that. Yeah, well, in what we're missing is the 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 bam from the pow. Right. I would I would love to see a cut of this movie with that just added in. Cuz it would fit it would fit right in with like twice. the bat skates and whatnot, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're right, talking so about just, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. So Chris O'Donnell, not, not a whole lot there. Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Now Uma was she was a huge name then. Not to say that she's not that huge of a name now. But she's not. Mm-mm. But this was, I mean, the top of, of Uma Thurmandom. And she was, I don't think she was good as Dr. Isley or as Poison Ivy. Over Overacted as Dr. Isley and actually, yeah, overacted as Poison Ivy. Yeah. <laughs> but even she doesn't take the cake for probably the worst performance in that movie because that lands solely on Alicia Silverstone ah. as Batgirl. Yes. I don't know why she had a lisp. I don't like hearing her say Unka Alfred. <laughs> I don't like that she was Alfred's niece. She's a, Oh, wait. Wait a minute. So we're coming off the campiness of, of the Adam West Batman, so we can't take artistic liberties here? She doesn't have to be Commissioner Gordon's daughter. She just has to be connected in some way. I need her to, so be, that... I need her to be Commissioner Gordon's daughter, and I need her to be a librarian. If we're going to stick with Adam West here, that's how it's got to work. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, yes, I agree. She was terrible. And there was no British accent, no any kind of... She was just doofy. She was like that little... She was like the 
doofy little sister that stumbles into your room all the time. She was, yes. Well, she'd be able to stumble in much easier if you just use a very simple, easy-to-guess password, but that's a, that's a different story. Man, Alfred locks the, the secrets to the Batcave behind a password that Google wouldn't even let me get away with. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone has tried it. That's just effing terrible. Come on, Alfred. Yeah, I mean, it's... Listen, I don't know who's writing these. I don't know if it's a person who just doesn't use computers very often and so doesn't really understand how passwords work. But it bothers me in movies where people guess passwords because every person sitting there has an email account and thinks like, I don't get to just type a word. Right? Yeah. And even it if I do, capital, I don't pick something. Letter. I try not to pick things that somebody could easily guess just by sitting at my desk and looking at their surroundings. <laughs> well, my mother was named... This. Wait, people called her this for short. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm with the guy, I'm so paranoid that for my secret questions, mm-hmm. I answer those wrong consistently. So somebody couldn't even get those right if they were, like, trying to guess. Like, where was your mother born? I always answer the same thing, and it's not actually where my mother was born. So if okay. somebody even happened to know where my mother was born and was trying to break into my account, it wouldn't help them because I don't answer that question correctly. Well, you are a master of, I don't even know what that is, like covering your tracks? Um, protection? You're a protection wizard. Sure, I'll take that. Protection wizard. <sighs> but yes, uh, Elisa Silverstone, um, she was fresh off Clueless, wasn't she? Yeah, she was, I mean, that was what everyone knew her from. And I don't think it helped this movie very much. I mean, this this movie did not do well. Uh, this movie, in fact, killed the franchise off. There were plans for a sequel to this movie, and after this movie came out, the studio just said, yeah, no. Well, I mean, financially speaking, it did do well. For the time. For the time, yeah. It was the third highest grossing movie in 1997. It's considered, though, to be... I think it's one of those deals where, yeah, it made movie, it made yeah. money, but... It didn't make enough for the studios to be wanting to try it again. Especially how critically panned it was. I don't think they thought they could get away with another one of these. That's right. This one was a total bat bomb. Bat bomb! It, oh, okay. And well, I, need, I need you to edit in Robin saying, bat bomb! All right. <laughs> I, will, I will try to find that and edit it in. However, I will keep this part of the conversation so people know what just happened. Nice. And why Thank I you. edited that in. That's, that's what I do. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it was a bat bomb. A bat bomb. Because some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. A bat bomb. Anyway, here we go. It's it didn't do so great. Um, canceled sequel. Uh, if you were to listen to the special features on the re-release version, Joel Schumacher actually apologizes for killing off the Batman franchise and for the movie he, being so bad. He didn't actually apologize for killing the franchise. I like to think he, that he did. If he did, if if I you know hurt anyone or or disappointed anyone or something like that, you know, I truly do apologize. But I, I don't think he was like. I, I I prefer to think of it as he took full credit for it. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, I give him credit because he apologized for his piece of shit mistake. And I'm like, no, he wasn't apologizing for that. He was apologizing for anyone who may or may not be disappointed yeah i think he kind of said and he really kind of worded it like it was really only the people who liked batman forever but then didn't like batman and robin yeah so like if you didn't he's basically saying if you didn't like batman forever screw you guys (laughs) 
Actually, um, one more thing about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Apparently, sure. he beat out Patrick Stewart because Schumacher wanted a big wanted him to be big and strong, like he was chiseled out of a glacier. I heard that. Um, Joel Schumacher is kind of a creeper, a little bit, mm. just a little bit. And I mean, it, there's I think there's maybe too many lingering shots on rubberized body parts in this particular film. Yeah. Um, be they on men or women, I think it's kind of creepy either way because they're rubber body pieces. Uh. But let's let's jump into this story, shall we? And I I think for a movie like this, it's best we'll we'll, we'll just break it down into its into its acts, and we'll talk about what kind of happened in those acts, and then we'll we'll discuss what we think of it. Okay. So the first act we have Batman responding to a robbery of a large diamond from the museum. Um, Commissioner Gordon introduces Mr. Freeze as a new villain because in, in Gotham, the whole innocent until proven guilty thing is right out the window. <laughs> we have a new villain in Gotham. You are a villain as soon as you attempt anything. <laughs> There's no trial. You are a villain. So Batman and Robin, they're dealing with this brand new villain, Mr. Freeze, while simultaneously elsewhere in Gotham. Gotham is a big place with a lot going on. Yes. Dr. Pamela Isley gets into a, a little bit of a squabble with um, Dr. Jason Woodrew, her partner, who has apparently been using their research to create Venom. And then we have Bane, uh, who's much easier to understand but has less to say than Tom Hardy's version. <laughs> and so she gets a lot of chemicals dumped on her. She turns into Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy meets Mr. Freeze. There's a connection there. And that's basically the first act. We we establish the villains, and I believe we even start to establish that Alfred might be sick. Because we cannot have enough subplots in this movie. Right, because this movie had to have a lot going on into it. So Did we mention it was two hours long? Yeah, two hours long. This movie was long. 125 <laughs> minute running time. That was... Yep. So there's, I mean, there's a lot going on here. So Alfred's sick, his niece shows up, Poison Ivy's created... Mr. Freeze is a new villain on the scene, referred so by the commissioner of police prior to any trial or due process of any kind. <laughs> so, I mean, his lawyer would get him out so fast. Seriously, because they they totally just like... Yeah. Maybe, maybe he needed to break in because he needed to use the bathroom. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, he did take the big diamond and they played hockey with it. <laughs> oh my god, the fucking hockey. Yeah, so um, let's, let's talk hockey. Um, so Batman and Robin are on their way in Robin wants a car because chicks dig the car that's why Superman works alone Mm, mm, there's just yucks dripping off that line right it was so many yucks dripping off that line it established the tone for the rest of the movie right there sober people wrote this people (laughs) I feel like this this movie was like a, a joke that they just kept going too far. Like some guy wrote it like, I'm submitting the script just like this. And then like, it got accepted and they started filming and somebody like, somebody must have said to the writer, like you, you got, you got to tell them this was a joke. You got to, <laughs> you got to give them the real script. Like they're, they're filming right now. They've made costumes for this. He's like, I, I can't, I'm going to lose my job. They already paid me. <laughs> well, at that point, if they already paid you, you know, just yeah. walk out. But I, I'm sorry, I do I do rail the the plot conversation. I just yeah. so uh, so let's uh, let's uh, talk uh, hockey. Batman and Robin uh, didn't know they were getting into an ice fight with anybody. They didn't even know who it was, which means they, they showed the up game. with skates in their boots just in case. I suppose. 
that was just that was their standard going out to fight crime gear. This this was their like first time encountering Mister Freeze, but apparently they've had it before. Had it happened before, where they've come across some type of ice villain? They or... they must have, or I don't know. I mean, didn't they <laughs> didn't they fairly well establish it is summertime in Gotham right now? I think so. Yeah. So why would they have ice skates? What possible I, situation I are they afraid like somebody is going to break into the Gotham NHL team's arena? They, you know what? That's like I said, it's probably happened. Might have happened. They were sliding maybe, around on the ice. Maybe some of Penguin's followers kept kept doing that, breaking in there and stealing the pucks. Ooh, that's a good point, actually. The Penguin, some kind of encounter with the Penguin, is why they have ice in their ice skates sure. in their shoes. Although in this cinematic universe, the Penguin has died. Right. Right. So I'm thinking, wow. like, it's probably the Red Triangle Circus Gang. That's right. I remember. We are, get, but they we are getting really deep into into this not-too-deep movie. Right. So, okay. So they have skates. We get this, this scene without much physics. A few puns. Hey, you know what killed the dinosaurs? What's that? The Ice Age. What? I, I don't actually think that's scientifically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> that's not close. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, I, the I don't. Age happened after I the think died, maybe he did not have a PhD in his history like he thought he did. Yeah, no. So, <laughs> so anyway, Mister Freeze is stealing diamonds to power his suit because it's a laser suit and the diamonds. I don't know. It doesn't make. There's no scientific reason behind that. But you, if you're going to get caught up every time that happens, you need to be watching a different movie. Seriously, but I mean, the, the he just drops the diamonds into his suit. So yeah, it's it's really which makes me wonder, like, why do you get a diamond so big? Like, that's gonna get you a lot of attention on you. If you need like just little diamonds big enough to fit in that hole in your suit, just go to a jewelry store. Well, we find out the reason why he needs those giant diamonds, which apparently are just everywhere. Every, of course. What is the reason, Vernon? He wants to. It's so stupid. <laughs> I want to see. I want to hear you explain this and try to try to make it sound like it's a legitimate reason. He wants to steal a bunch of diamonds and freeze Gotham to hold Gotham ransom for the money that he needs to cure his wife. Yes, because his wife has McGregor's syndrome. That's right. It was syndrome, right? I know it was McGregor's. Yeah, right. Might as well have been called MacGuffin syndrome. <laughs> But yes, he, he wants to freeze Gotham and hold it ransom against the United States government so that they pay him millions of... He's essentially stealing millions of dollars right? to get millions of dollars. Yes. <laughs> he could have just taken those diamonds he stole and then used those diamonds the to get himself the money he needs to research McGregor syndrome. But Which, it, the second have... Alfred started getting sick, tell me you didn't immediately assume like, oh, that's McGregor syndrome. <laughs> Well, you know what? Now that I'm older, yeah, it's 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 going to be coincidentally the same disease that Mister Freeze's wife has, but just at an earlier stage, so they can cure him. What would have been interesting is if they let him die. Yeah. What I find really odd about the whole thing is because they established, like it was in one of the videos Bruce watched, that he he cured stage two McGregor syndrome. Yeah. But when when Alfred's diagnosed with it, they're like, "Oh, we need Mister Freeze for the cure." Like, so you're telling me he cured it? But he never released that paperwork, you know, never published it or anything. Just I've apparently he was just telling people. Yeah, and... <laughs> just told some people. Yeah, I cure it. It's these, two, that was, these that glowing was blue things. Record. I keep them in my office. <laughs> that was on his official record when they're reviewing the tapes is that, yeah, he, you know, he cured McGregor syndrome. But uh, I I don't know why they couldn't just reverse engineer the 
the, the cure, but apparently he didn't give the paperwork to anybody. He was just like, yeah, I'm fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so save this. it seems like if he had already cured it, then all he really needed to do was just go to a doctor and be like, Hey, it's stage two McGregor's and like, Oh, Mr. Freeze cured that. And then he can ask like, Mr. Freeze, why wasn't the doctor doing this research? And they say he was, but then when he became a supervillain, he dropped the doctor and became Mr. And we could once again, be back to why was he's evil? Is he Mr. Freeze instead of Dr. Freeze? I would think myself, had I spent all that time, you know, getting myself my PhD. Yeah, no, you you worked hard to earn that title. Yeah, I mean, you worked hard for that. You got your doctorate. And now now that you've you've designed an ice gun, I mean, let's be honest, you designed an ice gun. The patents on the ice gun could have given him the money that he needed to research oh Burger Syndrome. <laughs> oh my god, I never thought of that. Yeah, what, he could have sold his gun. He could have sold his gun his to the United States military, and they would have been like, oh, you know what? Come work for us. You make us more ice guns. We will fund your research. We will give you diamonds for your suit. He could have been on the legitimate government payroll getting all of his research funded just because of the ice gun. And sold the designs to his suit. And sold the designs to his suit. Can you imagine that? Like an exosuit that amplified your strength? The, you don't think the military would have paid money for that? I think so. I, but think, this, I think Mr. Freeze this... was too short-sighted. <laughs> he was so focused. You know how you're so focused on one task that, you know, you never you never really truly think something out. Maybe, just maybe, he didn't think it out. Because he was clearly not thinking it out when he was singing in his ice lounge. Yes. The, uh, oh, the, what was the name of that character from the, the, the Frostmeister? Now I have to look it up. Yeah, he's Mr. Snow, whatever. It's kind of dumb. Icicle. I'm Mr. Snow. Makes everybody sing along with it. But so let's let's move on past Mr. Freeze for a moment. And <sighs> some some Batman and Robin are kind of getting on each other's necks because Batman. And I'll be honest, this was kind of a jerk move. Batman doesn't trust Robin. No, granted, you shouldn't. However, mm. if you don't think Robin's going to be able to make this jump off the giant statue hand. Killing his motorcycle mid-jump is probably not the way to save him. <laughs> yeah. Well, the brakes were probably, like, being applied as well. I would imagine, but, I mean, still, like, that felt incredibly dangerous. Just yeah. because he couldn't make the jump. So, I mean, really, what's the worst that was going to happen? You can't make the jump, so he'll bail out and he'll have to float himself down on his cape. Apparently, yeah, yeah. that's easy enough to do, because those guys did it from almost in orbit, and they were fine. Cowabunga. Cowabunga, indeed. <laughs> so, but poor Robin, he uh gets himself frozen and he distracts Batman. They're all up in each other's grill. And none of it felt very natural or very organic. What, the, the surfing? The, well, no, the surfing, definitely not. Just the, the arguing amongst themselves. Yeah, no. It didn't feel very organic. And speaking of organic, now we got Poison Ivy rolling on the scene with, with Bane as her super soldier, who's not smart, and he just kind of says simple words. Uh, my favorite line of the movie is, Bomb. <laughs> I kind of wanted that to be in Dark Knight Rises a little bit, just once. I just wanted Bane to go, Bomb! <laughs> I think that would have been pretty funny. But you, if, think, you think referencing the... the uh... I think it would have been funny. As it was, I was fairly happy that a giant bomb was at least a central part of that movie's plot. Like, of course, Bane thinks bomb. Well, yeah. The bomb. Bomb. So, Bane, 
and Poison Ivy. And I guess she's just trying to get people to stop polluting and she's trying to take over men's minds. And then her pheromone doesn't work on Mr. Freeze. And this movie isn't super progressive. So immediately, now that she can't manipulate him, she must have him. Well, yeah, because that's what any normal person would do. Right. Uh, we're just we're just going to blow past ever so briefly the idea that Batman actually has some sort of credit card. Yes, let's just move on. Move on, quickly. Yeah, let's <laughs> let, you know what, we can't talk about every silly thing in this movie, or this would be a couple hours long. So anyway, yeah. let's let's shoot to the second act. We have Barbara Wilson, not Barbara Gordon, Alfred Pennyworth's niece, who's come and she's earning money to try to buy his freedom from the Waynes because he's sick. They didn't know, and she's staying with him. And for whatever reason, and I don't 100% understand this, she has decided she's going to earn money by underground bike racing. But she has to keep doing it while she's in Gotham because she didn't get enough money before she came to Gotham to buy out Alfred from the Waynes. Is that what she was trying to do? I thought she was trying to buy him medicine. I, I, I thought she was trying to, like make enough money so he could retire. Hmm. Even though, I mean, I, I don't know what Alfred makes. I don't get to see his W-2s, but I imagine he could probably retire just about whenever he feels like. Well, yeah, I mean, that's not... I don't think that would be a problem, really. Right, but this movie didn't think that through. But anyway, it, it gave us a chance to see a nice neon road rage bike race in the, the mean streets of Gotham, which served no real other purpose except for Robin to save Barbara. Yeah, <laughs> I. It was an entirely pointless scene. For the, I mean, the fact that I, 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 like I said, I always thought that she was like, you know, racing to like pay for his treatments or just to be a rebel. Like I, you know, I didn't realize that she was trying to buy him from the from Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that was it's a, it was a little rough to take, but I mean, let's see what else is going on in this movie. Uh, okay. In the meantime. Poison Ivy has decided to break Mr. Freeze out of Arkham. Uh, so she visits him under the pretense of being his sister. Apparently nobody thought to, you know, check any of that. Everyone was okay with it. Everyone was perfectly okay with it. So she's able to get in. She takes out Jesse the Body Ventura. Because <laughs> he was one of the guards. Just in case I people... Didn't even, you didn't, didn't know that? Nope. Yeah, Jesse the Body Ventura was one of the uh, Arkham guards. Okay. So there you go. Former governor of Minnesota. That'll, that, that's, uh, never mind. So, um, but yeah, uh, just, you know, coming into, uh, coming into the prison as, mm-hmm. uh, as his, uh, as his sister. sister, Bane is with her with a hat and an overcoat. Cause as we discussed in Ninja Turtles, that's all you need. Of course. Uh, and then doesn't really have an escape plan. You know, after she like locks the door and like gets him his suit, then it's like, all right, now what? It's the guards are at the door, which I guess she didn't think was going to happen yeah uh, given given this movie given this movie's continuity i could understand how she thought she could just walk right on out of there and no there'd be no issues <laughs> yeah because she walked in just fine yeah like i she i just walked right on in so she was surprised by the sudden onset of credibility <laughs> fortunately um mr freeze froze their way through a wall somehow by freezing the pipes behind it now I've I've never had the pipes freeze on me before, but I don't think you can rip out the entire friggin' wall by doing that. I, 
we're if we're talking scientifically, which I don't think we want to get too deep into with this movie. We do not know. Um, it doesn't like they don't just like explode like that. No, but then they take a dive into the water, which probably should have killed them. So they're well, they're out. They are now working together to. I don't necessarily understand what they plan to do. Like, she wants him to freeze to kill all the men off the earth. She understands that the freezing will kill the plants too, right? I don't think they thought that far ahead because, well, actually, she she knows that she knows that it'll kill everything. But she's but she wants what comes after, which is for the snow to melt and for you know all of her venom spliced plants to grow. That feels like a bad plan to me. That yeah, it doesn't make any sense because I don't understand why Freeze would want to do that because that would most certainly kill him. He would need his suit for the rest of his life. Right, and he also wants Nora to be okay. Um, Poison Ivy yeah. d- does not, however, want Nora to be okay, as she ever so casually unplugs Nora Freeze. Ah, yeah. We, did we lose an important character here? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, well, I just I don't understand. Like, if Poison Ivy unplugged her, how did Batman save her? I guess maybe he showed up just after and was like, hey, who unplugged this? That's, that's how I see <laughs> him saying like... it to himself. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't seem right. Plugs it back in. And she, like, she didn't thaw that much, I suppose. Uh, I don't know. but I'm trying not it... to think about the science of it. Right? <laughs> um, I Yeah, so I guess uh, Batman and Robin like, confront her, but... Um, I think uh, Batman is fighting Bane and Robin kind of like gets seduced by her even more. Right. Like he gets another dose of the, uh, of the, of the, the pink dust pheromones pheromones. Right. Yeah. So that causes Batman and Robin to physically fight and it drives them apart even further, which doesn't really matter because there's no emotional tension there's really not much at stake here right i mean it does lead to that very odd moment where poison ivy goes to the top of gotham police headquarters dumps the bat signal and shines the robin signal in the sky Mm. um and then batman gets suited up and robin's like hey that's that's not the bat signal like doesn't the idea that there is suddenly a robin signal now indicate to you there's probably an issue i at least want to check into there's something strange going on. Yeah, like we've in the past we've seen when people start screwing with the bass signal, it tends to be something that needs my attention. Yeah, but nope, nope, no, yeah, yeah, of course not. But uh, there, there's no, there's no, there's nothing logical going on here. Um, right. so they, I guess they do eventually decide to themselves though that they have to work together. Yeah, nobody gets Ivy. I don't understand why anybody would want Ivy. Yeah. But at any rate, so they <laughs> can we get to the rubber lips? We can get to the rubber lips. <laughs> so Poison uh, Ivy tries the poison kiss on Robin and it doesn't work. Vernon, why doesn't it work? Because he's wearing rubber lips. Obviously. The height of slapstick. Oh, my goodness. Rubber lip. Like, I understand that you wanted to have the rubber lips just in case, but if you weren't under her spell, why go through the ruse? I mean, I'm getting under the impression they're doing it to, like, try to get a recording of her. But, yeah, but we've already established there's no real due process. 
Well, uh, I I don't even know why they went through the charade. If they were just gonna bring, if they were just gonna try to stop her anyway. Yeah, I mean, it it seemed like the only thing that really useful came out of that was getting her to admit that she tried to kill Nor Freeze. Yeah. Um, which it's not like Batman and Robin knew that. They might have. Didn't de- they? They might have deduced it because they're like, well, Mister Freeze probably didn't unplug her. But Batman was there to save her and ship her to a Wayne facility. Yeah. You know what? I'm getting a headache. Because that's what he tells Mr. Freeze yeah. later is that she's alive and safe. We saved her. And she's at, you know, Wayne whatever. Yeah. You know what? That was probably just a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I am I'm, I prefer to think of it that way now, I think. That's just a lie. Wow. She's Batman's dead. a dick. Yeah. But fortunately... For Batman and Robin, though, they didn't have to do this one alone because, well, this has all been going on. Barbara guesses the password to Alfred's, like, super secret, you know, here's what I've been doing on the side computer to say all the secrets <laughs> about Batman and Robin. And the the password is Peg. Yeah. Not Peg 23, not Peg 12 exclamation exclamation, Peg. And given how she was guessing that, all he had to do was, like, peg one, and then she would have never guessed it in a hundred years. No, peg. Three letters. And she learns all the secrets. And then, of course, when she learns all the secrets, he found out that Alfred had already anticipated she was going to figure this out, probably because he knew his password was a little weak. And he already made her a suit. He knew her measurements and everything. I don't want to think about that. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to think about that part. He knew all of her... That's dimensions and I just, I just fitted fitted her with a rubber suit while she was sleeping. Yeah, I just I'd prefer not to think of that. <laughs> let's let's just move on. Batgirl shows up, beats up Poison Ivy cuz what well, like it's hard and Sure. So Poison Ivy, she's she's going to be down for a while and now we have to deal with the giant freeze ray on top of the Gotham Observatory. Yeah. Which gives us an excuse for a costume change. So Batgirl, having been Batgirl for all of 20 minutes, not only has a regular Batgirl suit, has a special ice Batgirl suit. Why would she have an ice Batgirl suit? I don't know. They didn't know that they were going to be dealing with this type of ice situation. And it's like the skates and doesn't really connect yeah. At all. No, but as long as we're talking about the Ice Batman suits, can we talk about the very awkward silver cod pieces on <laughs> the Batman and Robin suit? Like that's that was weird, well, right? That wasn't just me. That was just weird. Yes, that was that was weird. It was very specific. <laughs> it it was. It was it's a little creepifying. Very specific to a point where it just doesn't make any sense to have that. It doesn't serve any purpose. No, um, but you know what? Whatever. Mm. What? Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we get to the observatory. There's a fight. Bane's there. He's planting bombs. There's a there's a point where Bane confronts Robin and Batgirl. They exploit his extremely easily exploitable weakness, which is the plug in the back of his head. Uh, <laughs> feels like they should have figured that one out sooner than they did. So they they finally. Now, when they go to finally stop Mr. Freeze, doesn't it basically turn into Batman just kicks him really hard? Yeah. And he's yeah, like, kicks him really hard. Well, puts I'm a beat. Little, <laughs> puts a little, like, warming device on his suit that I guess that disables it. 
Yeah, and then um, just kicks them. And then just kicks them really hard. Right. But they had those warming devices already. Like, they had those at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. It really feels like Mr. Freeze is the big non-threat here. Like, not only was he caught once, he's caught... Like, he basically goes down like a punk. <laughs> the only issue is now we have to worry about thawing out the part of Gotham that he froze. And we do that by redirecting sunlight via satellites and, oh my gosh, it's that doesn't... It's not how that works. Science! No, not science. <laughs> but it's it's morning in the Congo. If we reroute that, no, uh, just stop. Sunlight. Just stop. <laughs> just stop. So they they can't they can't use the the telescope anymore because Freeze blew it up. But they can right. use the, the the panels on the satellites directly to thaw the city. Yeah, this was not a good movie. And it's it's immediate. It's immediate. It's not like it takes. No, a it's immediate. Of the dog that was flash frozen midstream. At the fire hydrant, gets immediately thought out, finishes his duty, <laughs> and goes about his business. And to be and everyone, honest, that dog should be on a leash. There's no excuse for that. It's a stray dog. You know what, then? How about getting some decent animal control for Gotham City, Batman? You're worried about the animal control? I'm saying if you have enough money to build all kinds of silver cod piece bat suits that don't seem to be all that cold resistant, to be perfectly honest with you, why... <laughs> Whatever. So Batman is focused on the criminal. He's criminal, focused on, the, on the villain. The villain. The villains. So Batman, after everything's done, Batman then talks to Freeze. Turns out they're cool with each other. All Mister Freeze wants. So Batman basically gives him a grant, <laughs> and Freeze is cool with that. He's like, "Rock on." Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Batman. Thanks for the so grant. You mean, you mean all I needed to know was talk to you? All I needed to do was talk to you? Yeah. So, so we learned we learned a valuable lesson. About money solves problems. Yep. Um, you get a cure for Alfred, mm-hmm. his McGregor syndrome, and Mr. Freeze goes back to Arkham to work on the cure at the Arkham lab for some reason. They let him keep his suit again for some reason, and they roommate him with Poison Ivy. Now, <laughs> Knowing full well that he's going to kill her. Yeah, that, there's so much wrong with this picture. Like, first of all, I don't necessarily think they should be having co-ed roommates in Arkham Asylum. That just, yeah, yeah. That just feels like they should probably have single cells, given that everybody is criminally insane. Yep. So that's that's probably not... We've thrown science out the window. What's what's stopping us from throwing logic out the window, right. too? It's, there was a lot wrong with that. But you know what? Whatever. Here we go. Happy ending. Like, Alfred's cured. Everyone's around. Barbara kicked Ivy's botanical butt all on her own. That was me. We're all happy. Bat signal shines at the screen. Three of them run towards us. We get Joel Goldsmith's music playing. That's Batman and Robin. Oh my gosh, this movie is terrible and awesome all at the same time. You know, you were singing its praises about it, a half hour ago. I was singing its ago. praises. I remember when watching it fondly. But then when I have to actually discuss it in rational conversation... <laughs> Like, everything just starts to, to shine into glaring focus. Things that you don't have to think about. Like, yeah, why would Commissioner Gordon just call him a villain? Why would Ivy and Mr. Freeze be in the same cell? Why does Mr. Freeze call himself Mr. Freeze if he has a doctorate? Why would Ivy and Freeze work together when their plans, together? Kind of condic- <laughs> plans kind of contradict yeah, each other? Yeah, they have completely contradictory plans. And Ivy didn't really seem to be in need of him all that much. Really? Like, she could have just, like, used the, the venom on plants and had them overrun, you know, the, the planet if she wanted to. Yeah, it, it seemed a little out of place. So, anyway, so that's Batman and Robin. Vernon, what was your favorite part of this movie? Uh, uh, 
gonna make me choose. I'm gonna make uh, you choose. I will have to say them running in front of the bat signal. <laughs> so the final. The very seconds. end of the movie, oh, there's no. no dialogue, there's no story. It's just the three running at running from the bat signal to the screen because I, I that is the one part that consistently remains in my mind as a good part about both Batman and Robin and Batman Forever. You see, I have to disagree with you because when they're running and Batman's running, his bat ears are wobbling and it looks silly. They are, but you have to admit, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, I suppose. So do you want to know what my favorite part of the movie is? Shoot. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh every time I could watch I could watch a two-hour movie of Bane just planting bombs on stuff. Because <laughs> he says bomb after everyone? Because he says bomb every time. Oh, boy. <laughs> The fans of Bane, I don't think we're happy with this movie. All right. So if you had to score this movie, you had to give it a score, what would you give it? I would give it 0.5 diamonds out of 10. 0.5 diamonds out of 10. I would yes. give it uh, two Unka Alfreds out of five. <laughs> I swear it sounds like a toddler saying it. She really does. Yeah. So, well, I can't recommend it as being a great movie. It's watchable. It's it's watchable if you go in uh, right attitude. Yes, it is watchable. Um, I, yes, it's watchable. You can watch it, but I don't think people can sit through it. Like, I know what's coming. I've seen it plenty of times over the years. So I can sit through it, and I've developed blocks in my mind that will prevent me from growing crazy at certain parts... Because they either are just so silly or they don't make any sense. But I don't think people can sit through this nowadays. I mean, there are some movies that are kind of classics in my mind. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, uh, The Matrix, Fifth Element. Um, those all kind of stand out in my mind as movies that hold up yes. over time. But this, I, 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 I didn't I even hold up when it came out. Yeah, I, I recommend... Don't buy or rent this movie, but wait for it to be on TNT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because those commercial breaks will provide you very valuable sanity checks. Bre breathing room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> breathing time. And, I mean, it's on TNT all the time. Uh, in, really? Yeah. I, I see it on there quite often. I think it has its own time slot somewhere. <laughs> like, oh, Four it's, times a year. Yeah. Like, it's Sunday at 1 a.m. Time to play Batman and Robin. We've run out of lawn orders to show. Yeah, Let's we, play we Batman. Are out and of lawn orders. It's time for Batman and Robin. <laughs> oh man! Oh. Well, thank you for bringing me on to talk about this bat bomb. A bat bomb. Sure. Uh, bat bomb. A bat bomb. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> bat bomb. Anyway, so that's that's Batman and Robin, and there it is. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you right back here for the next Hero Talk. <laughs>